There's nothing lovely about us because he created us perfect, but then we blew it, we sinned, we messed up, and we became unlovely. What did God do? Did he just turn away from us? He could have, but he didn't. Why? Because God is love. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. You're listening to In Grace. I'm Jim Scudder, Jr. I am so thrilled that you're part of our program today because uh, we get to once again open up the Word of God. The world is so confused. The world is is in big trouble. We need to figure out what God has clearly said. And it's really not that hard. All we have to do is open the Bible and read it. And a lot of you say, well, Pastor Scudder, why do you why do you have such confidence in the Bible? I'll tell you why. Because Jesus rose again. And if he rose again, everything is true. He quoted Moses. He talked about Jonah. He he verifies all of the incredible Old Testament stories and, of course, validates the New Testament by his resurrection. Plus, there's all sorts of other proof. The Bible is accurate scientifically, even when we're just figuring out things like the number of stars and uh, the, the, the circle of the earth and all of these things. God told us about that in Scripture, plus all of the fulfilled prophecies of the Bible. I have such great confidence that this book is from God. It's true, and we can trust it, not just for eternity, which is big, but also for daily living. And we're talking today about love. Since Valentine's Day is less than a week away on Wednesday, I want to start talking today about a teacher and her student. And you're going to see that she has this love that God has. Before we can really love others, we need to understand God's love. And that's what the series Am I Loved is all about. And then after next week, we'll return to our Bible prophecy, Armageddon's Dawn series. Right before we get into today's preaching, let me tell you that the three-part Am I Loved audio series is available, and you might really want to get this for yourself to listen to the whole thing or send it to someone that really struggles with God's love and loving other people. Am I Loved three-part audio series is available on the InGrace website, ingraceradio.com, or by calling 1-800-78-GRACE. And we're not even selling it. We're going to give it to those of you that donate any amount to InGrace. If it's $5, if it's $25, it doesn't matter to me. More people will be blessed when you donate more, but I want to bless you. I want to get this resource into your hands. Am I Loved audio series. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. I read another story that really was touching this week, and it was about a teacher. Her name was Miss Thompson. She was, I think, only a couple years into teaching. She was teaching fifth grade. And she had a new, a new student that came into class. His name was Teddy. Teddy, immediately, she found herself not liking him. And I know teachers aren't supposed to have favorites or to not like students, right? 
Are there ever times that you have favorites or ones that you don't care for as much? It's hard, right, to really teach them all and love them all. She wrote later that she immediately felt herself not liking him because several reasons. One was he was dirty. He was unkempt. His hair was kind of down into his eyes and over his ears, and that was before it was fashionable. She said uh, he had an odor, and uh, his physical faults were many, but even worse was his intellect left a lot to be desired. By the end of the first week, Miss Thompson realized that he was hopelessly behind the others. Not only was he behind, but he was just slow, and he just couldn't quite seem to keep up, and, and this really bothered her. She just didn't really like Teddy at all. So later on, she was ashamed to admit it, but as she took his papers in and she had her red pen, she was taking pleasure in marking up Teddy's papers. She said that the cross marks were a little larger on his papers and a little redder on his papers. Christmas came, and just as the holidays were approaching, she decided to look up his history. Maybe she should have done this the first day of school, but either way, she pulled out his records and read the following things off his history. First grade, Teddy shows promise by work and attitude, but his poor home situation is slowing him down. Second grade, Teddy could do better, mother terminally ill. He receives little help at home. She starts to understand Teddy a little bit better. Third grade, Teddy is a pleasant boy, helpful, but a slow learner. Mother passed away at the end of the year. Fourth grade, very slow but well-behaved. Father shows no interest. I don't know about what your educational history shows, but certainly when we start to read this, you start to understand the background of someone, we start to feel a little differently about that person. And she started to feel differently about Teddy, but it wasn't until it was time to open the gifts. And those of you that are teachers, you know you get gifts. I know my daughters, both are teachers, and they have really good Christmases. They can go to Starbucks for the next month and a half every day. <laughs> so she had a pile of gifts and she was going down through the gifts and she finally gets to Teddy's. Teddy's gift was in a brown paper bag, wrapped clothes with masking tape, with Christmas trees and red bells drawn on the paper. The kids started to snicker as she opened the gift and out fell two things onto her desk. One was a gaudy rhinestone bracelet with a couple stones missing. The other was a bottle of cheap perfume, half empty. She could hear the snickers in the class, but she tried to pretend that it was a lovely gift, and so she picked up the bracelet and put it on, and she took the perfume and put a little behind each of her ears. The class all left, but Teddy remained in his desk. He came up to her at the end. The room was empty. And he said, Miss Thompson, I'm glad you liked the gifts. Mom's bracelet fits you perfectly. And you smell just like my mom now. Well, he left. 
she closed and locked the classroom door, sat down, and wept. Wept because she didn't love unconditionally. She didn't love the unlovely. And God had to break her heart that day to try to see someone's situation. They might not appear like you. They might turn you away by something about them. But God doesn't turn away from you. When we start to understand the bigger picture, we start to see the person differently, don't we? And if we know that Jesus died for every person, we cannot turn away from any person because he loves them. And if I'm to have the love of God in my life, I have to love them as well. Well, the story doesn't end there for seven years later, she gets a letter in the mail from Teddy. Teddy had moved away the next year, so she hadn't seen him in all these seven years. She opens up the letter and it says, Dear Miss Thompson, I wanted you to be the first to know I will be graduating second in my high school class. Very truly yours, Teddy Stollard. See, the rest of that year, after that Christmas, Miss Thompson had devoted all her energy to making sure Teddy caught up. There was no way Teddy was going to pass that fifth grade. He was going to flunk. But she showed compassion. She showed love toward him. And she tutored him and helped him and found that he was actually a little bright, a little slow, but bright. And he, by the end of that school year, caught up. He had moved school, so she had lost contact. But this letter gave her great hope that her work, her love had paid off. Four years later, she gets another letter. Dear Miss Thompson, I wanted you to be the first to know. I was just informed that I will be graduating first in my university class. Very truly yours, Teddy Stollard. Then Teddy's third letter arrived. Dear Miss Thompson, I wanted you to be the first to know. As of today, I am Theodore Stollard, MD. I'm going to be married in July as well. I wanted to ask you if you could come and sit where mom would sit if she were here. I have no family now. Dad died last year. Because of one teacher, because she decided to love the unlovely and help the person that needed help no matter what, it totally changed his life and it really totally changed her life as well. That's what love can do. Understanding God through human stories of sacrifice and love. We can see God in these stories, can't we? Am I loved? Well, first you need to realize that you're not lovely, and I'm not lovely. We all have an odor. We all are dirty. We all are unkempt. We all have sinned. If God were to look at you, there's nothing lovely about us because he created us perfect complete, but then we blew it, we sinned, we messed up, and we became unlovely. What did God do? Did he just thumb his nose at us? Did he just turn away from us? He could have, but he didn't. Why? Because God is love. He can't just say, don't worry about it, come on in, because we're still dirty. We still stink. So he had to clean us up. The only way to do that was by allowing his son to be a sacrifice for our sins, 
The Son of God came, was born in Bethlehem. His name is Jesus. He was predicted. He was promised in many details. He came. He lived a perfect life. He did great things. But then he died, not murdered, but as a sacrifice. Because God loves you. Because God is love. Join Pastor Jim Scudder on an inspiring journey of unending love in the three-part preaching series, Am I Love? With a donation to In Grace, you will receive your copy of this insightful series while helping In Grace spread God's unconditional love to more people. To discover more about God's love, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to In Grace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. If God loves me and I've received his love through faith in Jesus Christ, I am born again. Is there anything that can separate me from that love? That's a good question. So we turn to scripture, Romans chapter eight. Powerful passage about the security that we have as children of God. I think when we talk about security, is there anything that can separate me from love? I think what we need to do is think to a human family. Now this is flawed because not, there's not one human family that has got it perfectly right, but you can probably see glimpses in your family of what I'm talking about. During that time of discipline, do you think the child feels love? They need to. They need to know no matter what's happening in that moment, that even if they're being disciplined, they know it's because I love you. But even in that, even in that time when you have to discipline, you love them. Why? Because they're your children. They're in your family. And that's what God says. You're born again. When you receive the gift of eternal life, you're a daughter, a son of God. And now that can never be broken. Okay? So what can separate you from the love of God? Nothing. For I'm persuaded, Romans 8.38, that neither death nor life. Think about that. Those are the two extremes of existence. You're either alive or you're dead, right? The two extremes of existence cannot separate you from the love of God. Nor angels or principalities or powers. The extremes of power in the universe. There's nothing else other than those things. That cannot separate you from the love of God. Nor things present, nor things to come. The two extremes of time. You have now and you have to come, the future. That can't even separate you from the love of God. Nor height, verse 39, nor depth. The two extremes of distance. That cannot separate you from the love of God. Nor any other creature. That just fills in all the other gaps. In other words, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Nothing. It's incredible how secure you can be. Am I loved? Well, we know God is love. We know God sent his son for us to die for us. We know that we're to love other people the same way that God loved us. 
but we can do all of that in the security and confines of knowing that nothing can separate us from his love. He might have to chasten us. He might have to lovingly discipline us. If you're his children, he will. You're not just going to get away with whatever you want to do and act like a rebel if you're a child of God. But even in those times of discipline, he loves you. And nothing can separate you from that, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is a silly illustration. Maybe I shouldn't use it, but have you ever dropped your phone in water? Everybody, probably. You know, I got a phone a year or two ago, and this one's water resistant. Waterproof. You can go down, I don't know, like three or four feet, and it's fine, right? You know, since I've gotten this phone, now I know for sure I can drop it in water and it's fine. I haven't dropped it in water. I'm longing for the day when I accidentally drop this in water. But for some reason, now that I can, I don't. You know how wonderful it'll be once you realize that nothing can separate you from the love of God? A lot of people have misread the scriptures and think that they're saved by grace, but then they can lose eternal life by sinning again. Let me tell you something. If you're saved by grace, you're gonna sin again. You know, it's just part of Life. We shouldn't, but we do because we still have the old nature. And when we're not walking with the Spirit, we're going to walk with the flesh and we're going to sin. And God will lovingly chasten us when we do. But He doesn't kick you out. Do you understand how secure you are? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. That's how awesome it is to be a child of God, to have received that gift of eternal life. Am I loved? The answer is a resounding yes. You are loved. Today we learn that God is love itself. And if you've received that love by faith in Jesus, you have eternal life, you're born into God's family, and nothing can separate you from that love. Ever. Ever. Let's end with 1 John 4.19. We loved him. Because he first loved us. There was an old man in his 90s, wrinkled face, a little stooped over. He was asked by his pastor the question, do you love Jesus? And his deeply furrowed face lit up with a smile that had many, many, many years of fellowship with the Lord Jesus, and he said this to the pastor, oh, I can tell you something better than that. The pastor said, what is that? He said, sir, Jesus loved me. He loved me. And that's the most important thing. Yeah, we should love him, but that's because he first loved us. Do you understand love a little bit better today? The love of a sister, the love of a teacher, the love of God. Do you know Jesus Christ? Have you received that gift of eternal life? We're told in Scripture the way of salvation is simple. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. I said that God's love is offered to you as a gift. It really is. 
It's offered to every person, every boy, every girl, every man, every woman, every person in the whole world. There's been no exclusions because God is love. And he created all of us. And we sinned. But God loves you and didn't want to just say, throw you into hell and throw away the key. So this offer is to all of you, this gift of God. It's not of works. So many people think, I can earn God's favor. You can't. You can't. He already loves you. He already sent his son for you. His son, Jesus, paid for all of your sins. So what does the Bible say? To receive that, you need to have faith. Faith in what? Not in yourselves. Faith in the Lord Jesus. The very God that created you, died for you, you need to trust in him. You say, well, that sounds way too simple. I have to be religious. I have to be baptized. I have to do all these things. And we certainly believe in coming to church and baptism and, and all of these things are good things to do, but none of them can save you because it's not of works. No one will be boasting. No one will be standing in heaven saying, I deserve to be here. We're all going to be in heaven and saying, I don't deserve to be here. God so what? Loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever are you in the world? Yes. Are you a whosoever? Yes. Whosoever what? Believeth. It doesn't say you have to be good. All religion teaches you have to be good. If it's Buddhism, Judaism, Hinduism, all the isms, even Christianity, so-called, say you have to be good. The Bible says you can't be good enough. You have to be perfect, so therefore, God loved the world. He gave his only begotten son to whosoever believe, believeth. That's the word pistuio or pistis in the Greek. And it's you trust in him. Who's him? This is Jesus. He's talking about himself. Should not perish, which is hell, but have everlasting life, which is heaven. Have you received that gift? Have you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ? He is love. And once you have that love, nothing can separate you from that. We deserve hell, but he loved you. He proved that love by sending his son to die on a cross. Jesus had no sin. He became sin on that cross that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That is how much he loves you. And actually, once you understand that love and once you're in his hand, nothing can separate you from the love of God. He's got you. If you sin again, which you will, he still got you. But now the relationship is different. No longer are you a stranger. No longer are you an enemy of God. Now you're a child of God. And he deals with you differently. He's not kicking you out of his family. He can't do that. Because you are secure in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And I hope you understand that. Salvation is free. It's a gift. It's available to all people. God loves you. God is love. He demonstrated that love by sending his son to die for you. And if you'll trust in him, you have eternal life. I hope you know that you are loved and that you can receive God's free gift because he loved you. All you have to do is believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose again. And if you'll receive him by faith, by believing in him, you will be saved today, tomorrow, and forever. You will never, ever be outside of God's love and he will protect you. And yeah, we might mess up, but he still has us in his almighty hand, and that's great news. Before we go, I mentioned at the beginning that in grace, 
has a resource that we're not really selling. We're just going to give it to those of you that support In Grace with gifts of any amount. It's actually this sermon series called Am I Loved? It's a three-part series. It's an audio resource. And when you give a gift to In Grace, I'm going to thank you by sending you this series, Am I Loved? Before we can really love other people the way God wants us to do, we need to understand how much He loves us. Call us 1-800-78-GRACE or go online to ingraceradio.com. Join Pastor Jim Scudder on an inspiring journey of unending love in the three-part preaching series, Am I Loved? With a donation to InGrace, you will receive your copy of this insightful series while helping InGrace spread God's unconditional love to more people. To discover more about God's love, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800-78-GRACE or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.